This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 816 on this Wednesday morning, again today, the 13th of July. Now joining us in studio, Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland. How are you this morning? I'm good, man. Good to see you. You too. So what's you, new? You don't look like your dad. I mean, you look like your dad, but you're, you don't, you're not Bart. So. I, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. No, man, lots of good things happening around the city. Just, um, you know, celebrated July 4th with a with a great celebration out out by the fountains so we're uh we're geared up and, and glad that we finally got a little rain coming in and that the weather has uh, cooled down somewhat compared to what it has been now the company that puts together the uh, fireworks every year they've been doing that i read for like 50 plus years it's a family owned company i think yeah we've we've used them as long as i've been on council i, I i'm to my knowledge that's who we've used but you know this year the last two years we were able to partner with middle tennessee electric and they uh they've partnered in on on helping with the the celebration you know when we moved i think we're on our fourth year of moving it from sportscom to to that gateway area and it's been a it's been a huge success uh, to be able to get people in and out of there and it's more of a, a central location where i mean scott you wouldn't believe how many people are driving in around the region who come into murfreesboro to see that fireworks show people from cannon county coffee county i know people from from back where i'm from in, in marion county and grundy county who drove in to see the fire fireworks show so that's a it's pretty cool when when people can come to murfreesboro to to be able to take part in something like that it is i mean it's a big show and it it beats going to nashville for the sure. massive crowd that you get stuck in i, I mean it's just it's, it's great to be able to have that here locally yeah i mean i spoke to a group of um it, it a group at new vision baptist church on monday it's um their senior group group 50 and above which i'm getting a lot closer to yeah, so yeah, i was just thinking about that yeah That's, um you're much older than me so. yeah it's, uh, 40 <laughs> be 48 in august day after the election um Man. but that's what we talked about uh, about how many services now are in murfreesboro that people don't have to drive to nashville anymore yeah. and and i think that's one way you keep traffic off of i-24 is that we don't have to drive to to nashville you know and and people are a lot more active today versus 10 20 years ago i mean i don't feel close to 50 but no. you know it, it it it's weird you know we were just having that conversation about you know your family and and some friends of mine who gentleman is 82 83 years old and i was with him yesterday um and man we had to walk up a hill that i mean i was sweating walking up the hill and man he's right behind me just clicking off <laughs> i mean so that's one of the things I think overall, not only as a as a country, but as a community, you know, we've really made the push over over the last many years with the Better Borough Project, with, you know, having our Greenway, our Parks and Recreation System that, you know, giving people the opportunity to make good, good healthy choices or really just having the venues to be able to do that. Um, that's pretty significant in our city. I, I remember it wasn't too long ago, the only park we had where you could go on any type of a walk was old fort park i mean yeah. it's just there weren't a lot of options besides that in the battlefield yeah so two or three weeks ago ashley and i just decided it was a, a wednesday afternoon and and she called me and said hey can you take the rest of the day off and let's go bike the greenway and so we went from the thompson lane trailhead all the way out to barfield and back and 
by the time we were done, it was it was like 21 miles that wow. we went on the Greenway, and you, you know that's a that's a pretty significant um, asset to have in the community where people uh, many different points along uh, in Murfreesboro where you can get on that Greenway and off the Greenway and and access a lot of different things. So it's pr- pretty. Um, I mean, something I think we're still still committed to. And then you know the best gym that's not connected yet. That if you've not been out there, the North Greenway out by Walter Hill. Yeah. That we partnered with the Army Corps of Engineers to build that, and it is absolutely the most scenic and in um, my my favorite part of the Greenway is is out there, and it it's right next to the horse trail where um, it goes all the way into to Smyrna. It's it's a it's all along the river, so there's a lot of cool stuff that um, we can stay active doing. There is, you know, it's 150 degrees out there, right? That's well, it was warm. last week. It's, it's 74 this morning, so <laughs> much better this week. Well, actually, I'm looking at your computer and it says it's 93 outside, but yeah, I, 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 it can't be 93 yet, can it? I don't know. It's kind of early for 93. Yeah, I, I agree computer could be stuck in yesterday i don't know yes and that's one thing too that um they were nate williams just texted me who's our director of parks and recreation he said that they estimated from from viewing distance there was about thirty thousand people who came and watched the fourth of july fireworks and then they're currently adding two more um miles of paved trail out on the the uh, north murfreesboro greenway so there's a lot of a lot of good stuff that's that's happening. There is. Now, I, one of the things that came up recently was uh, a company was going to open, I think it was called Notes Live, in the area of yeah. Medical Center Parkway near the hospital, but it was voted down on. Um, yeah. What, whatever became of all that? Because I know when they came to Murfreesboro, when they held their press conference, there was a lot of excitement in the air about it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I don't think, necessarily the council voted down the project the council voted down and it was a three to three three to three vote with one member abstaining um i don't think the council voted down the project i I think the council voted down the development agreement that was in front of us and there's a lot of factors i think that go that, that go into that we've had you know significant discussions about um you know the project was never really presented to the council it was more just hey here's a development agreement with five or six sheets of paper so i think it's important that for all of us to understand you know my biggest fear um since the project started and and i don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to to figure figure this out but you know traffic on medical center parkway in in certain areas well really from um west of thompson lane is really challenging right now now we've we've been able and there's plans in place to be able to widen from thompson lane all the way to 24 to three lanes um, which i think would be beneficial the thing right now in that area most of the developers are having to pay to do that so the taxpayer is not paying for that when they develop their property they have to add that third lane the the part that i'm more concerned with is from broad street to um, thompson lane we have to have a plan in place showing how that we're going to handle traffic. Now, I do think that, you know, when any new development comes in, it's easy to say, for example, an amphitheater, you know, say that they have 30 events a year. The events are all from 630 at night to 1015 at night. I think that's their deal that they were going to guarantee every event's done at 1015 at night. That's not going to hurt the traffic situation on Medical Center Parkway any more than if 
a company came in and put a thousand employees there you got to figure a thousand employees you're probably averaging four trips per day that's four thousand trips that are added on that road and that's every single day not 40 or 35 nights a year between 6:15 to 10:15. So I, I I think there's a lot of discussion that needs to take place on even if the amphitheater or an or an entertainment venue doesn't go there, whatever that's going to go there is going to generate more traffic than currently is what on Medical Center Parkway right now. So I think the discussion this, the council is going to have to have is, you know, what exactly we've had that property for almost 20 years. It's you know I don't think we ever give up on trying to recruit good jobs into Murfreesboro. Um, although I'm a small business owner and and I think we have an, an uh, we have an obligation not only to support and recruit new businesses in Murfreesboro, we've got an obligation to support our existing businesses in Murfreesboro. So far too often we focus on the new and shiny as opposed to you know like you guys y'all have been here for seventy plus years and being able to focus on our existing businesses, but. You know, we're going to have to have that discussion overall on um, in traffic in the whole area. I'm sure you remember Starwood Amphitheater. Yeah. One of the flaws was they only had one way in, or actually two ways in, two ways out, and those were both on Murfreesboro Road, then I think it's Old Hickory Boulevard. Yeah. Those were your only two places where you can come in and leave Starwood, Yeah. which equaled an hour line going in, yeah. an hour line going out after the concert. So I... You know, that that is a big concern. I think it's a significant concern. You know, the only difference between Starwood and I do think this event um, or this this center, Starwood, is double the size of what this event sent. You know, this is really 44,000 to 4,500 big difference. People. Yeah. As opposed to I think Starwood was 11 or 12,000 people, by the way. I went and saw Millie Vanilli at Starwood. Did you really? Yes, and Widespread Panic. Saw Widespread <laughs> Panic at, at Starwood. So, I, you know, I think that centrally located um, is is a big deal. A lot of people have asked about, you know, well, why don't you put them, why are they not wanting to go on the periphery of Murfreesboro? You know, why do they not want to, why wouldn't they want to go out in, you know, some area that's not as congested next to the interstate? And the sole reason is, with the restaurants that they're wanting to bring in, they need the traffic of people driving by to go eat at those restaurants, not just when the venue is there. I mean, those restaurants that they were planning on keeping open 24 or 365 days a year. So, you know, putting something out away from every where where your your population is going to be, I think that was their argument on. That's not a good business decision for us to put a you know to build restaurants away from where people are going to be driving and, and stop in to see us so are negotiations completely dead with notes live i don't think so um y- you know I, I and i'm not scott i'm an open book on this i mean the next friday or that night i think i think our staff does a really good job on a lot of different things i think that we could have done and when i say we staff you know i was not involved in part of the negotiation on that part I, i'm felt like I needed to be arm's length, and if it's a good deal, staff presents that to us. It, it was really um, interesting to make an announcement. You know, it's tough to make an announcement on something that you really haven't been involved in, but, I mean, that's just sort of the way those those projects work. Um, but I, I think the project could have been presented to council better, almost like it was a rezoning to show 
here's what they're planning to do. Here's here's how they're going to manage infrastructure. Here's the roads they're going to build, the, the signal lights that they're going to build, the road that's going to be connected to Robert Rose Drive. Here's the plan that, you know, we're talking about on widening Medical Center Parkway. And, and I think everyone was more focused on, you know, a, a six-page sheet of paper for a development agreement as opposed to saying, look, here's here's the pros and here's the cons and here's what we need to focus on so i think that discussion it i mean i don't know when it'll be at some point i think um i think that discussion i would expect would would come back up to talk about it again with us this morning murfreesboro mayor shane mcfarland whenever a company starts talking to folks at the city at the chamber is one of the concerns you know hey this is a brand new business uh they're new to not only tennessee but just to business in general sure. I, I mean do y'all look at that as a factor whenever you're negotiating with a company who's wanting to open something that's you know gonna supposedly generate a lot of revenue yeah i think you you, you look at it in several different areas um you look at it in their financial strength so you look at it in, in the company that's coming in to say who are they associated with what's been their past performance what's their current projects that they have underway and you know how are they going to pay for it and then you know staff will start looking at infrastructure they'll start looking at um you know how many people are going to employed be employed what the estimated sales tax and property tax revenue is going to be so they look at all of those factors you know there, there's been i can't tell you how many projects that have come in that you know you, you look at them or or our our team looks at them and they're like this is just not a good project for murfreesboro I think the thought on this and, for example, legacy sports development that is going to go out on the Horde property, you know, you look at, for example, the legacy sports property, that's 250 acres, and the Horde family has owned that property for generations. That 250 acres, you probably could have had 2,000 um, residential units that would be on that property in some form or fashion. And so do you look at that as we would rather have an, a sports venue that's open space, green space, that, you know, is typically going to be used Friday through Sunday and the community could partner and use that Monday through Thursday. So you look at all of those things and then you look at their track record, for example, what they'd already built in Arizona before you start making decisions on that. And where do we stand right now with legacy sports? Are, are they ready to begin construction? Yeah, I think they're going through the, um, I think they're going through the planning or as far as the, it, it's already come to the city council on the rezoning process that's already passed. It's my understanding that they're in the site plan development and all of that part going through with the engineering with that will have to go to the planning commission. They originally had wanted to get started sometime um, third to fourth quarter of this year. So I, th I think that's still what the, the plan is. I mean, it, it, the last contact I had had with one of their representatives, and it's just like the city, um, everything is so expensive right now to build. You know, they're having to go through and look at what their pro forma and what their budget was. I mean, Scott, a, gr a great example. The city bought um, a building on Thompson Lane. It, it was the building years ago where the where the 2009 tornado came through, um, right in between 
um, where Stampede used to be. Do you remember where Yeah, Stampede? it's the building owned by was owned by Swanson, I yeah, believe, like so a five story, four story. It's a three story, two story building. Okay. Um, Sixteen thousand square feet, I think, is the total. But the city we had budgeted that we needed to build a new fire administration building and a new parks and recreation building. Our budget comes back in in this isn't these are not like like super lavish buildings i mean these are just office buildings and the building came back almost 10 million dollars to build a building so we made the decision as a council and and i think as staff that they went and negotiated and bought that building for a couple of million dollars we're going to end up spending about a million in um in construction costs on the interior so we saved seven million dollars on buying an existing building as opposed to building something and that's really where we are right now i think as a government our first thing that we're doing as we look to you know like the the fire administration building and the parks and recreation building they were in an old house out by barfield crescent road that was built in the 50s and our fire administration building was there in the old city hall that um on vine street and that was built in the 40s and so you start getting to where you know now i think as a city we're looking at other alternatives that can save the taxpayer money besides building something new and and hopefully i think that helps not only with with redevelopment but it helps with um with construction right now as a city and this is happening this problem nationwide i've heard of some communities actually i guess rezoning and then allowing for developers to go in take a a defunct shopping mall turn it into a housing community well, we had a discussion the other day. There was a, a local um, medical facility that was looking at, or they're looking at relo- or building a new facility on um, really sort of this, this, I guess it'd be the east side of town. And when they called me, I was like, hey, have y'all thought about looking at the old food line that's on Las Casas Highway? You know, look, how about looking at repurposing that building instead of building just something that's, you know, on a new piece of property, I think it's important for us to start looking at ways that we can redevelop. And when you've got these large shopping centers or vacant buildings, incentivize people to start looking at redeveloping back in our or reinvesting back in the community and in areas that, you know, need help as opposed to just going somewhere else and building something new. Now, ultimately, that's the decision that the business has to make. But I think that's where as a government that we can go through and, and help with that. When it comes to, you know, increasing the population, increasing the amount of businesses in our community, you're also talking about increasing what potentially goes to the landfill. And I know that's been an ongoing issue. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, You know, I'm proud of the fight that the city has taken to be able, one, not only to find what's our next steps with solid waste, but really where we are at middle point and and scott i'm not going to sugarcoat middle point it's a disaster out there um you know we we went and we worked with tdec and met with tdec senator reeves um was in this meeting with us and we were just talking to tdec about the operational issues that are at that landfill and the odor that that comes from the landfill and and that is not typical with landfills around this country like you hear people will say well you move next to a landfill you just should assume it's going to stink that's not typical and so we kept we've kept pushing and pushing and pushing to where we finally said t deck can you please have another office 
inspect the landfill that's not been inspecting the landfill. So I'm, I'm giving you a short story on, you know, there was a fire out at the landfill a couple of, couple of two or three Sundays ago. That, um, the next Monday, the field office out of Chattanooga inspected the landfill on a surprise inspection, and they cited them with two major um, violations from TDEC. One, the working face of the landfill was excessive in size and too big from what's permitted. And two, and this is something that we've been just arguing for some time, is that they're not covering the trash. So they they were TDEC noted um, noticed or observed insufficient or inadequate daily cover to cover the trash. It's pretty safe to say if you don't cover the trash trash on a daily basis and the wind blows you're going to smell the trash yeah i mean and there's other various reasons on why we feel like we're smelling those odors but tdec cited them with two major violations when that happened we talked to tdec and we were just you know telling tdec tdec had allowed them to use what's called an alternate daily cover plan adcp and what that means is that they were allowing them to cover the trash with things and processes other than dirt they were allowing them to spray this um, material called a posi shell on there and that's supposed to seal it um, above my pay grade but tdec went out there june 30th so you know barely a week ago they surprise another surprise inspection they still cited them with vi- another major violation on coverage and they revoked their alternate daily cover plan, which means that they now are supposed to be covering their trash with dirt every single day, which for us is huge because, you know, we think that's part of the issue that's out there. That's not the sole issue that's out there. I mean, I'm confident that there are other significant issues that are out there that the city will continue to work on and continue to fight to protect our, our residents and, and protect our county residents but it's that's a step in where people are now seeing the 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 working operations out there are inadequate and and here's been my my opinion the whole time scott we have a landfill that landfill's not going away i mean that that was a decision that was made 35 years ago and so it's here but it needs to be run properly where it's not a detriment to our community not only in as a public nuisance but it doesn't need to be a detriment to the health and safety of our of our community and there are uh, there's various reasons to to be skeptical and and scared about the location of that landfill so the whole time we have told republic's representatives when we talk about what's next with solid waste in murfreesboro the number one thing first before any of those discussions can can proceed is you have to have your house in order out there look i'm in the construction business and if i know inspectors have got a target on one of my jobs you can guarantee that that job is going to be the cleanest and best looking job that's that's around and so my thought has been with these last many months republic has known that they are under the not only the scrutiny of the public but they're being looked at by numerous organizations and it's gotten worse out there I mean, three major violations in the last two or three weeks. 
in my opinion, if I were a republic, I would be out scraping Jefferson Pike with a toothbrush to make sure that Jefferson Pike and the areas that surrounding that landfill are, are proper. But you have to look at this. Two weeks ago, they were cited for inadequate and insufficient cover. In their February report, it was noted from TDAC that there was 15 acres that had inadequate or insufficient cover. Supposedly, they got that somewhat situated. But then a fire's out there. And the reason that the fire, one of the reasons that cited for the fire is inadequate and insufficient cover. So they didn't cover in June. They didn't cover a week ago. And so if you're a republic, you're like, how does this happen? I mean, how do you not manage that in a better way? And that's really where we are. And I mean, look, I, there's not many things I can I can promise. You, you know, you always hear the saying that there's two things that are certain, death and taxes. The third is that solid waste is a significant issue moving forward and that 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 solution i don't care what politician you are it is not going to be cheap and it's not going to be free you know for the last 35 years we've been able to to have free free trash tipping and I, there's a cost with that there's a, there's been a significant cost to the community for for that decision but you know our number one goal right now is to get them to get their house in order and then let's have the discussions on everything else. And, I, you know, Scott, I think that's reasonable. And so when I say I can't promise much, we're going to keep fighting this until we can we can be re- we can be assured that our community is safe, that our, our health and safety is safe and that we can also be ensured that people can live within a 10 mile radius of that landfill and not have to smell it on a on a on a morning or a night, and I think that's reasonable. I mean, that's a I think that's a reasonable request. Yeah, I know the weekend after that fire took place, we were at Seagull Soccer Park for a soccer tournament, and there were people in Murfreesboro from multiple towns, states, whatever. Um, but you know, you've got business leaders who are there watching their kids play soccer. And they're going to leave with the, the memory of, man, Murfreesboro stunk. Yeah. Because it smelled bad at the Seagull Soccer Complex that weekend after the fire. Well, we've made it we've made it very clear. And I, I've learned more about um, – we, we we, I've learned more about the environmental and operational aspects of the landfill over the last really four or five years than, you know, probably I ever wanted to. But – you know, we, we made public back in February where the EPA had been out there and our team had been out there. And there are two of these cameras in the country that show the thermal imaging that come from these these gas wells or these what they're called flares. And so those flares are supposed to burn off the gas that comes out of those those. Like the methane those, gas that those comes wells, from yeah. underground, I guess. And so the thermal I- imaging clearly showed that that was not happening. And and, wow. and and so you could see this plume going up in the air. And so that's that's gas that's going up in the air. And then whichever way the wind blows, that's that's what it's been blown. Now, you see all that and Republic at the time is was saying, Hey, you know, it's the Murfreesboro it's y'all sewer system. And one of the experts that, you know, this was this was um was shown in this document or the, the interview that was done by Channel Five, one of the experts said that their report said that it was preposterous to think that the odor was coming from the sewer system. And so, I mean, there are all of these factors that 
are are being lined up to say, here's what's happening, here's what has happened, here's what we would like to happen. And so it's just a quick, I mean, if, if I were sitting with a republic right now and I have, fix it. I mean, don't tell us that you're a good community partner when you see all of these things that are happening. And so, you know, Scott, it's of course it's an election time and it's easy for somebody to say, well, you're doing this because of um, you're doing this because it's a it's an election time, and, and, and you know any most people who've ever been around me, and you know this is a part time job, and put, we all of us as elected officials in the city, we put in in your county commissioners, you know those are not full time positions either, and you put so much time in this, you become passionate that you know you're not the day that I end up having to do something because it may get me a vote or it may be um, for an election is the day that I'll do something else because we all have to put our heads on our pillow at, at, at night and feel confident that we're making the right decisions. And if there's anything that I've fought for for the city of Murfreesboro over the last 20 years, this I know is the right decision that we're fighting to get fixed. we got to take a short break, but when we come back, uh, another item that has come to light Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketrin, he is looks to be pushing and moving forward with a, a agreement with uh, a company out of Georgia in order to open a recycling plant here in the Murfreesboro area. Uh, so I'm curious if the city of Murfreesboro is in talks with Pratt Recycling as well uh, to possibly start a recycling service in the city or if, if that's something that is maybe not going to happen yeah let's talk know. about it right now that time 8 45 again with us this morning in studio murfreesboro mayor shane mcfarland hi this is amanda from animal city inviting your family to come do business with my family animal city 919 northwest broad street in murfreesboro and as the weather starts to warm our minds turn to pond season here at animal city you can find all the supplies you need for a beautiful and serene garden pond if you're a pet lover, come see us at Animal City. We have 8,000 square feet of pet products and pets for you to enjoy. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Hi, I'm Larry Castelli, and I love living at Adam's Place. The people here have a camaraderie that you don't see in other places, and they kind of understand that, you know, sometimes you want to be left alone and sometimes you want company. And that's certainly what you have here. And I think the people here are wonderful. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 
WGNS Murfreesboro, The Action Line, on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 847, Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland with us this morning in studio. One of the things that Mayor Ketron, the county mayor, talked about recently was going into a contract with Pratt Recycling out of Conyers, Georgia, and that is something I guess the county commission is going to look at actually moving forward with in August. So is that something the city is also looking forward to or is it something that's going to be a positive for the city if it does happen well let me say this we've had this discussion with mayor ketron and and um the 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 pratt recycling is it's not a recycling option for residents so it the, the recycling facility that they're talking about bringing in is really an economic development opportunity it's not it doesn't have anything to do with residential waste. They don't even take residential waste. Um, they take commercial waste. They really want what's called fiber. They want the cardboard from our commercial businesses, and then they bring that in, and they end up shipping that out. Um, right now, they have a facility in Nashville, and Rutherford County, they have a lot of product from Rutherford County that comes in. My two contentions on that facility and and first of all i applaud mayor ketron and the commission for you know looking at these type of things but you know the thing that we have to be careful with is setting a perception that this is a recycling option inside the city is just not the case um until middle point closes there is absolutely the only putting you know i recycle or recyclops now um if we put a recycling program in place for the city right now all we're doing is charging our residents for a service that allows middle point landfill to be able to bring in more outside trash because we're sending less trash over there i 100 percent agree that we need to have a recycling program in our in our city it's got to be done in conjunction with the landfill closing so that way there's an incentive for people to be able to to recycle the, the issue with Pratt right now, and this is where, this is just my opinion, this is the mayor's opinion, this is not a an option for, they don't even take municipal residential waste. If the city of Murfreesboro were to implement a program right now to be able to, um, to be able to start a recycling program, if we did want to take it to Pratt, that's about a $7 million lift on the front end to be able to do that. And it's about five, roughly, two and a half to four million dollars a year to be able to continue that service and if you read their agreement their agreement is so stringent about what they will accept and what they won't expect accept especially if it's considered contaminated that it, it it's an expensive proposition so it's an economic development opportunity where someone would come in and they're gonna they're gonna have have basically a new business in Rutherford County that's going to be handling that on a a for-profit side but it's not a a residential side so I, I, that's the part that i've really plus the location on singer road um you know bringing more trash trucks coming in from outside i mean so that, that here's the other thing to be clear pratt has been very upfront that they have to have outside trash to be able to make their facility work 
So, you know, when you're in Murfreesboro right now, you see these atomic trucks that are coming up and down the interstate and through our city bringing trash to Middle Point Landfill. And that's just been my question is, is that really what we want? Do we want more trucks coming in to Murfreesboro on 840 and in Broad Street bringing more trash in? I, I don't think that's what the average resident wants. Now, I think that's going to be a solution when Middle Point closes that we, if we decide that we have, we want to bring in a facility like that, we have to find the right location that has ingress and egress. But this is such a small, um, small part of the, the overall pie. I'm, I'm just not sure. It, it doesn't do anything for municipal solid waste. So the average resident with this recycling facility that comes in gets zero benefit from this because we don't have the recycling programs that are set up yet and until little middle point closes all we're going to be doing is putting more money on the back of the taxpayer benefiting a trash company out of arizona and i just don't think that's a proper decision right now so in in other items is there any or are there any new companies looking to move into murphy's bro outside of the the world of landfills and trash yeah you know we've we've as a matter of fact um, I want to say the meeting was yesterday or today. Our engineers are the ones who are handling this. We, we've TVA had a meeting with Waste Away, and that's the the company that um, takes municipal waste and they turn that into what's called fluff, which is a biosolid fuel. You know, we we have a, a a letter of intent with a company out of Alabama that wants to buy that uh, material to be able to use in their boilers. Um, so we we feel like that's a significant option. If we can continue to partner with TVA and get them to be able to use that material in, for example, in Gallatin, they burn 10,000 tons of coal a day. If, if we're able to cut into that some to where they could take our municipal waste that's turned into this biosolid fuel. We had a meeting with Waste Management. Um, their, their top group came into Murfreesboro. They have a company called Continuous. Um, we offered to let them look at a site that we have on Butler Drive, which is in an industrial area. That's the other thing. The Pratt Industries, even though we say that it's not going to smell, you know, that area out there on eight, on on Broad Street is predominantly surrounded by neighborhoods. Um, there's a neighborhood being constructed right across the street. We feel like those facilities should be put more, even though a property zoned industrial. You know, our 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 mulching facility and fleet services is out on Singer Road, but. I mean, that's that's just where our fleet comes in, and that's where our brush is delivered, that we offer free mulching and free, free mulch for all of our residents. We feel like it's really important to make sure that when you look to locate a facility like that, that it's in a heavy industrial or an industrial area that predominantly is surrounded by industrial things. So, um, so waste management uh, also said that... Um, they're looking at this process where they take our trash and they turn that into this density fiber board that's used in flat roofing on a lot of commercial buildings like Amazons and Targets. And so they're looking at Middle Tennessee. But, you know, I think, Scott, we have to weigh all of this. And I think that the average resident is very leery of any deal that we have right now that brings more trash in to Murfreesboro. You know, for these last 30 years, literally, we've been the dumping ground for Metro Davidson County and the majority of the region, the trash has come into Murfreesboro. 
So, you know, I think we have to be very careful with any decision that we make that we don't perpetuate that decision that was made 30 years ago where people look and the mayor sitting here 30 years from now on WGNS saying, can you believe they signed that deal back in 2022, allowing more trash to come into Murfreesboro after they had already dealt with that 30 years? So I think it's it's something we want to work with the county. Um, the city of Murfreesboro has a great relationship with Smyrna, Laverne, and Eagleville. And, but, you know, I, I, Scott, I think what's really important, and this is something that we've preached, the city council, you know, we're not engineers, and we're not transportation and logistics experts. It's our responsibility to surround ourselves with the smartest engineers, the smartest lawyers, the smartest environmental people, the smartest logistics people to be able to advise and tell us here are your pros and cons and that's the one thing i think that we have to be very diligent about is making sure that we're just not shooting from the hip on all these decisions about well this may be a good idea and then this is another good idea we really need the experts and, and the people who have dealt with this on a on not only a regional basis but all over the country to be able to help us make sure that we're we're those decisions to sit make those decisions I, I this is my opinion and people know i've i've, I've tried to lead this way a leader who thinks that they have all the decisions and won't listen to what other people say is absolutely flawed on the decisions they're going to make and I think we're committed as a city council to make sure that we have the best and the brightest advise us. And we don't want that to be adversarial with anyone else, but we have to make sure that the decisions we're making are the best decisions long term. Have there been any studies done on the Stones River? And if any of that debris, any of the the trash is getting into the river from the Middle Point landfill? I'm going to be quiet on that, Scott. Um, I'm... that gets into a legal realm that I'm uh, let me just say this I think the city is very concerned with the location of that landfill and we're very concerned about the ramifications of the landfill um, I'm not trying to dodge your question but I want to make sure that legally anything that we have as a city is protected and ultimately I want to make sure that I'm doing that to protect our residents so um, that's something we're we're very concerned with, and I think anyone who, you know, I fly over the landfill all the time. I'm a, a pilot, and, you know, the location of that landfill is very concerning. If it's not managed correctly, there's ramifications that are much greater than just what an odor is. And the water that goes past the landfill, is that water that goes into the water treatment system on Thompson Lane or I, yeah the, so the water picture. yeah the water the the Thompson the system that we have on Thompson Lane um, that's for wastewater um, and that's for our sewer treatment the the facility that we have on um, on over by the VA that's where we actually treat our drinking water now you know the good thing with the drinking water that we do have that is tested and tested and tested to make sure that it's safe before it ever is sent or it ever is distributed to our residents. So I feel confident that the protocols are in place that, you know, we're doing everything uh, to protect our residents, but um, they're, they're, you know, there's definitely concern with, you know, where, where we have um, our park system, our, our greenway. I mean, it's, you know, the Stones River's right next to where that 
that landfill is. Again with us this morning, Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland. Thanks for joining Scott, us. Scott, I hadn't, I, I say I'm joining, but I have. You got my, your father with my, you. I've got my son, <laughs> uh, my nine year old son, Drew, here, who this is a good civics lesson on, on staying active in our community. So I'm, I'm glad he, we call him the little mayor. So he's joining me here today. Do, do you want to say anything on the air? Drew, you want to say anything? Wait, is my mic muted? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just say, just say thank you to the to the uh, residents of Murfreesboro. Who 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 are you gonna tell them to vote for? Shane McFarland. There you go, buddy. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us this morning. All right, thanks, Scott. Time right now, nine o'clock. You're listening to WGNS Murfreesboro. Local news is next. <laughs> 